was I Want to See You Belly Dance from I Want to See You Belly Dance by Red Elvises. I hope you enjoyed. I found that song on IOTA PromoNet, and I thought, I have to share this with my listeners. Anyway, welcome to episode 39 of ShimmyCast. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. In honor of ShimmyCast's year anniversary, I have a special show planned for you guys. I'm going to be sharing my bloopers I know you were all stunned. You were all thinking, Anala, you don't make mistakes. I've listened to the show several times and there haven't really been any bloopers. And there's not because I do a lot of editing. <laughs> but I thought you guys would get a kick out of some of the behind the scenes action and what it takes to produce the episodes. So I'm going to share that with you. 
Uh, we also have a review of the DVD, Nadia Gamal, The Legend, and the usual event announcements and answers to the question of the week. The rest of the music for this week's show is by Johan Lindstedt and Arabesque. And just as a reminder, for every question of the week you answer on the forum board during the month of June, your name will be entered into a drawing for four prizes. And answering previous questions does also qualify you. But let's get started with this episode. Since we started the question contest, uh, we've been getting quite a lot of answers, which is great. I love it. I'm very happy. Some of you guys are very determined to win some prizes, I can tell. Um, so what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to break up the answers throughout the show and intersperse them with some of the bloopers and things because, you know, there are quite a lot of answers to the questions, and I don't want you guys to just get bored listening to answer after answer after answer. So we'll break it in with some funny stuff. But first, how has the dance affected your lifestyle? Zephness answered, mainly belly dance has changed the way I carry myself. I used to wear really baggy clothes and try to hide in them. Now I go out and buy things that actually fit and show my figure. Another thing, growing up, I was always the tomboy and hung around the guys. Now I'm getting the chance to connect with my sisters, and I love it. It's wonderful to finally be one of the girls. How did you get into belly dance? Stephanus posted, It all started with an innocent class at my local gym. I saw a posting for a new class for belly dancing. I thought it would be neat, so I went and loved it. It felt so natural on my body, and I felt so great afterward. After my gym membership ended, I jumped at the chance to seek out a teacher and haven't looked back. I'm hooked for life. Nema from Springfield, Missouri posted, I became interested in belly dance after watching a Kama Sutra, after watching a Kama Sutra, A Tale of Love in 1999. There were only a few minor scenes with dance, Indian dance, but something about the movement, sounds, and colors stuck with me. I began to research Indian dance online and stumbled across the catch-all phrase of belly dance, or belly dance, or rocks sharky, or oriental dance, or whatever you'd like to call it. At that time, belly dance websites were still a little far and few between. I found Shira.net and absorbed everything belly dance. I swear I read every page at least twice. I ordered Atina's Magical Motion VHS and tried learning at home. Then I found the email for a local teacher, and she invited me to see her troupe perform at a multicultural festival. I snuck in and watched from the back of the auditorium and decided I would take the very next class offered. My first class was in January 2000, and I've been belly dancing ever since. What is your favorite costume accessory? Arabella from Vermont posted, Fringe. 
And by fringe, I mean beaded fringe, or yarn, or that rayon pre-made fringe stuff, or feathers strung together, or strings of cowrie shells, or whatever hangs and sways and jumps and shimmers, and just looks so special with body movement. Yep, fringe is definitely my favorite costume accessory. Nama from Springfield, Missouri said, I have two favorite accessories, one being fake eyelashes. After reading an article by Dondee while she was on the road with belly dance superstars and stopping for fake eyelashes, we, studio members, received thank you gifts from the instructor in the form of fake eyelashes and tacky bright lipstick. I still wear fake eyelashes to this day for every performance. It is an easy way to go from regular makeup to a stage makeup look regardless of the style of dance I'm doing. And they aren't that hard to apply. See the Monday, April 30th, 2007 post on my blog for details on how I get ready for a performance. I love that little plug. I'm just, it's very cute. Um, and her second favorite accessory is matching undies. Oh girl, you had my heart when you said that. Ah, yes, panties that match my skirt. I buy a plain pair of underwear in the same color as each of my skirts, without lace or decoration, usually in a spandex-like material in a brief or bikini cut. That way they resemble professional dance bloomers. I tried a pair of boycott underwear before, but your bum will stick out more because there is no elastic around the leg holes. I keep them with my costumes at all times to ensure I am never without matching undergarments, and I never get stuck with whitey tidies on. Believe me, it doesn't matter how careful you are or what type of skirt you have on, your rear can and will be seen at some point in your dance career. It's best to look as professional and ladylike as possible. Let me tell you, those are some words to live by. <laughs> And there, and you couldn't be more correct about you should have underwear that matches your costumes because there are so many times I've seen dancers performing and they twirl or they spin and their skirt flies up and there's the white underwear and it just is like screaming out at you and it totally takes you out of the performance zone, in my opinion. Kahara Mia in Pennsylvania wrote... My favorite costume accessory would be the exotic-looking makeup. If I ever get into performing someday, I would delight in piling on the shimmer, eyeshadows, and liner that I have to keep low-key at work during the day. Do you have restaurants in your area? Zephanus answered, Yes, and I went there the first time this week. The place is called the Mirage, and they do have a belly dancer, as well as encourage the local belly dance scene. In fact, this week they hosted a party for all the area belly dance students to come and meet and perform for one another. It was truly a wonderful experience. So, uh, Zephanus, go back to the forum board and post where you're at, because... I couldn't find that, so I don't know where this great restaurant is. <laughs> and now your ShimmyCast news. June 16th through 17th, Anka of 
Baraka Mundi is proud to present living dance legend Morocco in workshops and show in Asheville, North Carolina. June 16th through 17th, Xmead in Las Vegas with Amara and Jahara, an intensive seminar and concert in experimental Middle Eastern dance, Las Vegas, Nevada. June 22nd through 26th, Summarize Annual Master Workshop in Middle Eastern Dance plus Grand Gala Performance on June 24th in New York, New York. June 23rd, Tribal Extreme Workshop in Hofla with Zafara Dance Company in Ann Arbor, Michigan. June 23rd through the 24th, Red Moon Tribe will be performing four shows a day at the second annual White Heart Renaissance Fair June 24th, Summer Solstice Celebration Workshops with Indigo and Hofla in Boulder, Colorado. June 29th through July 1st, Princess Faharna and Four Workshops and Gala Show, Chatham, Ontario, Canada. June 30th, Caravan of Dreams, Shira, Ashia, and Jaya Kellery in Lincoln, Nebraska. July 30th through June 30th through July 1st, Red Moon Tribe will be performing four shows a day at the second annual White Heart Renaissance Fair. July 7th through July 8th, Red Moon Tribe will be performing four shows a day at the second annual White Heart Renaissance Fair. August 2nd, Bellahar will be playing Bellahar will be playing at Casa de Luz in Austin, Texas for the Desert Passion Show. October 20th through 21st, Ariella and Zava Serpentina will be in workshop. Ariella will be teaching four hours of tribal fusion and yoga on Saturday and two hours of gothic belly dance stylings on Sunday. Zava will end the weekend with two hours of Indian fusion style belly dance. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week, and as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. What is the most unusual place you've performed? Nama from Springfield, Missouri posted, This is a toss-up between dancing on the back of a 4th of July parade float and a display window in downtown Springfield, Missouri for the Christmas holiday season. Both were very weird and both ended up more along the lines of just lots of arms and shimmies instead of really dancing. You can't really put on shows in these places. Oh, and I have danced on tables, but that was for a Greek party thing, which is kind of common, but still not in my normal dance repertoire. <laughs> Zephness posted, Well, I haven't been dancing all that long, so most of the places I've performed have been pretty normal. I guess the most unusual would have to be to friend's pool party. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing where I threw a hip scarf over my bathing suit and went for it. My troupe performed at a roller derby, but I didn't make it that night, so I don't count it. But I think it's pretty unusual. I have to say, Zephness, there is a troupe in my area that also performs at roller derbies. <laughs> so, maybe not that unusual. <laughs> but still interesting, nonetheless. <laughs> what advice would you give to a beginner? 
Yarn Dancer from Scotland posted, I have two pieces of advice. Drill the moves. Go over them again and again and again. Then go over them again. Practice going from one move to another, such as from a hip circle to horizontal eight. And it's very important to do the moves in front of a mirror so you can see what you're actually doing. It can feel like you're doing a move correctly, but it's important to verify that in the mirror because there might be a problem somewhere that you can't feel, but you can see, like posture. I've had a lot of problems with that particular one because my posture was so bad to begin with. So a move felt right to me, but my butt was sticking way out. Not pretty. Also, practice to lots of different music, not just the type you're comfortable with. If you find drum solo is hard, stick a couple on the CD player and just dance about. As you listen to the music more and more, it becomes easier to put moves to it. But it's important to actually dance to it. Just listening doesn't connect the moves to your body. I found that when I was just listening, I could imagine doing moves, but I found it hard to actually dance them. And that can only be solved by practice. Very useful advice for you girls. What type of reviews would you like? Zephness said, I think you mentioned this on episode 38, but YouTube reviews would be wonderful. There's so many out there, and to be turned on to some great ones would be awesome. Also, I would love to have some reviews of vendors. I know when I find a vendor with great prices and a great product, I tend to email my friend, my fellow dancers and such, and they do the same. I've also been very grateful when I mention a vendor name to a friend and they tell me about a negative experience they've had. I think it saved me many of a heartache. Who are some of your favorite dancers? Namoff from Springfield, Missouri posted, I really enjoyed Jim Boz from California. Zaina Ali from KCS. Sahara Saidi from California. Randa Campbell from Egypt. Halima from Missouri. And currently Zoe from the Indigo. I've had the pleasure of seeing all of these dancers except Zoe live. These dancers are not just skilled, but really entertain, but really entertain an audience. I love dancers who can cross that boundary and really communicate with their audience without even having to move. Zephness posted, Rachel Bryce is still tops with me. I love the way that girl can move. I also love Ariella, probably my new fave. Troopwise, Anmata rocks my world. I've also been blown away by Sadie of Denver. I saw her on YouTube and all I could say was, wow. Regionally, I love Sabha, Sabhai, based in North Carolina. She was my very first teacher and started the fire that flows within my veins now. Locally, my heart belongs to Jaya. She has wonderful moves, and if I could dance as half as well as her, I'd be a happy camper. This week's review is of the DVD Nadia Gamal, The Legend, and it is reviewed by Nala Rabari. This program is an hour long and is probably another production converted from VHS to DVD, 
Because of this, the picture quality isn't as sharp as I would prefer in places, but it isn't horrible. I've heard of Nadia Gamal, but this is the first time I've got to see her. And let me tell you guys, this woman can work a room. For me, the first routine, which was cabaret, was very interesting because I got to see how Egyptians use the veil. I have read about and heard about how their veil work is different than American, so I was glad to finally see it. Her shimmies are captivating, and her face is so expressive. During the fast-paced energetic numbers, you can almost feel her joy through the TV screen. And during the slow, melodic music, you can see her expressing the longing of the music in her body and face. I was also blown away by her spins. The second piece was a float was a folkloric number, complete with zills and face veil. She has great interaction with her orchestra, led by drummer Citrek Sarkisian. She then switches to Kane, which really seems to get some audience members excited. My guess is that they knew what was coming. I was very impressed by her skill and control with the cane. I'm not sure I've ever seen a dancer twirl a cane with such power and speed for so long, only to stop on a dime and switch to a soft-flowing movement with it. The party really begins again when she leads a small procession of musicians into the audience to dance, and dances with what seems like nearly every audience member. I mean seriously, this is a sight to see. They were dancing on and off tables and chairs. Gamal would sit down and become the audience to some of the audience dancers. A lot of the female audience members would just pop up and start doing their moves, while most of the men just imitated Gamal or did some simple hand-waving. I think this section is a great part of the DVD for Westerners, to really see how belly dancing is viewed in the Middle East. Everyone in that room became involved in that performance. They were all dancing with her, and no one looked like they felt uncomfortable that the dancer suddenly wasn't on stage anymore. Compare that with American performances that I've seen where a dancer can hardly get an audience member to join her. American women always respond with that shake of the head. You know the one I mean, that one that says, I couldn't possibly get up and move my body that way in front of all these people. And American men seem to either be too embarrassed or too grabby. After all this excitement, she goes into a great drum solo routine that turns into a little dance to the theme from Bonanza. I'm not making this up, folks. It was the theme from Bonanza. And then into another traditional routine. For the last routine, she is joined by a mixed-gender troupe of dancers. The costumes are beautiful, and the dance is fun to see what kind of choreography is used in the Middle East for a mixed group. Again, the dance ends by breaking down into a large dance party when the dancers pull audience members up on stage. There is some annoying camera work with negative overlays that make it hard to actually watch Gamal at times. And as with all Hollywood Music Center productions, you have the annoying website crawler at the bottom of the screen. However, I still feel this is a great program to watch so you can see how belly dancing is done in Egypt by one of the great dancers, and so you can see how audiences really view this dance form and how it is not just an art form for Egyptians, but a way of life, 
as evident by how many audience members join in the dance. This song is Road to Marrakesh from Kiss the Earth by Johannes Lindstedt.
It's time for emails and feedback. And we got a, a review on iTunes entitled Love This Podcast, submitted by Shannon S. She says, I have listened to most all of the past episodes. Being a newbie to belly dance, it has been a wealth of information. Also, Anala has a nice, bubbly, down to earth personality that causes me to smile a lot. You can hear a smile in her voice. Thanks. Okay. Um, I also want to comment that a previous reviewer who gave a low rating made what I consider an erroneous statement. The complaint was that Anala doesn't read her own articles and reviews. That is not true to start. In fact, the majority of articles and reviews are written by Anala, but she welcomes input from others to foster interaction and community sharing, which is the point. <laughs> that, I think, is what we want, to share all the wisdom and experience and a sense of community outside of just one person and community. So the fact that Anala encourages listener reviews, articles, and feedback is a big plus, not something to criticize, as was done by that reviewer. The only improvement I would like to see is to make the audio volume of the talking and the music more equal. I have to turn up the voice portion and then my ears get blasted when the music plays. Otherwise, I think the format and info are great. Thanks for your hard work, Anala. Um, thank you so much for that review, Shannon. First of all, I appreciate your feedback about the audio volume levels. Um... That is just, let me tell you guys, it's kind of hard sometimes to get the voice and the music equal, and I thought I had it figured out, and um, then I went back and listened to some more recent episodes, and I, I think I have somehow, the settings on my computer have gotten screwed up or something, but I promise I will try to continue to work on getting that fixed. Um, I'm not an audio engineer, and I've never claimed to be one, but that doesn't mean that I can't make it better for you guys. So I will work on that. And, um, I look forward to you guys like sending me email and being like, no, nah, it's still screwed up and all that. <laughs> Keep working at it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you're right. The whole point for me of the episode is to, or, or of the show is to give you guys a voice. I, I don't want you to just know what my opinions are and what I find interesting about the dance or what works for me. Because with dance, what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. And what my opinion of what one thing should be isn't necessarily what another person's opinion should be. And for me, dance is all about exploring and finding what works for you as a person. And I think the more opinions and the more research and the more voices are involved in the conversation, the more informed a dancer can be about what she wants to make the dance for herself, you know? 
And uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure why that person was so upset that I wasn't solely reading my own work and things like that. Um, I do get permission to use everything that I use on the show. And to me, another reason why I did it is most of the podcasts that I listen to that I find the most interesting, it's not just one person. And it's not one person's opinion. It's a group of people sharing opinion and exchanging ideas and things like that. And I think that's one of the things that makes a good podcast is when you do have more than one voice involved in it. So, um, yeah, I just appreciate the feedback, guys. And several people have said that they really enjoy that I do allow people to submit things and that I share a bunch of different things. So I will always continue to do that. There's no worry there. So if anybody else has any feedback or reviews or anything that they want to give me on the podcast, I always welcome it. I always appreciate it. You can send me an email at shimmycast at gmail.com. You can post on the forum board, which you can get through, get to through the website at shimmycast.blogspot.com. And um, leave reviews and vote and sign up on the Frapper map and all that good stuff. And get to talking. So I have a bloopers to share with you guys. And I just want to let you know I've had a lot of fun this past year producing ChimmyCast. And I'm very grateful that we had so many wonderful people step up and volunteer to be staff members and help write for the show and everything because it it's very difficult to try to produce a show every two weeks. And I mean, I think it's pretty impossible for a person who has like a regular full-time job and is an instructor and all the things that I do, it, it would just be impossible for me to write every single thing in every show by myself. So I'm very grateful for the people who stepped up to become staff members in ShimmyCast. And I think it's just made the show that much better. Um, but let me tell you guys what has happened in the past year with ShimmyCast. We have had 27 articles read on the show. We've had seven interviews 39 reviews, 36 questions of the week, two new segments, and we have shared 72 songs. So I'm very proud of those numbers, and I'm very proud that so many of you have emailed in and said how helpful the podcast has been for you. So I have it bloopers. Testing, one, two, three, four, five. Testing, five, four, three, two, one. Shimmy cast, shimmy cast, shimmy cast. Peter Piper picked a pair of peppers. Then he went down to the seashore to see Sally who sells seashells by the seashore. Testing, testing, Peter Piper. Peter Piper. Sally, Sally, Sally. There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. That's a good... That's a very, very nice volume level. Okay. I think we are ready now. Alrighty. Here we go. We are...
Testing. Testing. Ah. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Adjusting. Do, do, do. Med Robin. Peter Piper picked a pair of peppers. Ooh, okay, you guys be patient, because this doesn't have a windscreen. Testing, 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 one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. Get my headphones on, get my headphones on. Now I can hear myself, and I sound good. How do you feel about universal movement vocab? Nama from Springfield, Missouri posted, I find for myself the name doesn't matter so much. I am more of a visual learner. I see than I do. And then I usually rename it to something that is meaningful to me, which can include noises, songs, colors, etc. However, in a troupe, it can be very important to have names that are simple and understood so everyone is on the same page. But once you go beyond the basic movements and begin layering and creating new movements, it becomes more and more difficult to define, especially for teachers and students with different native languages. There are many Egyptian teachers doing workshop tours through the U.S., and only a few of them have good English. So one must be observant and patient. Besides, we all don't even call belly dance by the same name. Zephness posted, Well, I think it would be wonderful if there was some kind of universal names for moves. When everyone's on the same page, it just makes things easier. I talked to a lot of girls over the internet, and I found myself trying to describe moves all the time that would be much easier if I could just say a name, and they would know exactly what I'm talking about. I think as belly dancers continue to connect through the net, the vocabulary of moves will begin to become more uniform somewhat, just naturally. I don't think it will ever become truly uniform just because of the nature of language and of the dance itself. September 23rd, Sony of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in San Anselmo. I probably just butchered that, y'all. Sorry. It's in California. <laughs> September 23rd, Leela. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop laughing. This review is left by Sun uh, Snowflower. The set did up. The set design is also pretty simple. You know, just anything about belly dance, either from a personal perspective or from a more like academic historical perspective. <sighs> November 27th, the belly dance superstars will be performing in Indianapolis, Minnesota. In Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be performing in Annapolis, Maryland. Use, the eyebrow, use an eyebrow brush. I thought it looked really beautiful, but then I was also like, well, I'm the one who did it, so maybe it doesn't look that beautiful, and that's my phone. 
you hear that? The phone? Is it important? I'll just put that there. Never mind. Okay. Note to me. Edit all that out. What is your favorite prop and why? Yarn Dancer from Scotland posted, My favorite prop is you... My favorite prop to use is Veil. I always feel so floaty and elegant using it. I've just started using silk veils, and I can see why people prefer those ones. But I get a bit lost in them just now. Need more practice. I think veils can be a useful prop sometimes to hide behind if I'm not feeling so confident that day. But as I've used it more, I've found that it can be really expressive as well. A prop I'd love to try to use is ISA swings. I've got a workshop booked for October, but it's so far away. I can't wait to try. I've seen videos on YouTube, and it looks gorgeous. So, And I have to tell you, Yarn Dancer, um, I've had, let's see, I got my first pair of ISA swings in October, and they're, I find them kind of tricky to, to pick up. Um, first of all, it's really hard to practice with them. Um, just cause you know, you have to have a lot of room and second, um, the first time I got to watch myself in the mirror, I don't have like full length mirrors at my house. So the first time I took them to the dance studio and started practicing them with them there, I was just like, Oh my gosh, this looks so horrible because you really have to keep your wrists straight. Otherwise they, the wings just kind of flop all over in my opinion and you don't get the really pretty lines that you need to so that's going to be my tip pay attention to your wrist posture while you're working on those what move has challenged you the most Zephness posted upwards vertical figure eights now what's funny about this is when I was a beginner I could do them but I couldn't do a downward vertical figure eight to save my life. So I practiced and practiced the downward and have finally got something I'm happy with. But in the process, I lost the upwards vertical. Oh sure, there are other moves that challenge me, but this one is most frustrating because I had it. Laugh out loud. The Jews had driven the Greeks out of Jerusalem and they wanted to consecrate consecrate their they wanted to consecrate they wanted to consecrate their temple again <laughs> that there are many forms of tribal fusion tribal fusion belly dance this week's uh the music for this week's show. <laughs> Forgot what I was going to say. Okay. No more silliness. Okay. The music for this week's show is from Tim Rayborn. And was always barefoot in class. And for perform and, and for perform and for performances. And right now I have to stop and blow my nose. Yes, it's allergy season here in Northwest Arkansas. And it sucks. For the faculty residents. 
for the facility residents. The hobbyist circus, the hobbyist circuit is, and now we're gonna have the final song of the. <laughs> la 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 la. And now it's time, and now it's finally time for the second music pick for this week. Do you dance barefoot or in shoes? Nema from Springfield, Missouri says, never ever dance barefoot in a restaurant. I've seen pictures of dancers in restaurants without shoes. I'm not opposed to dancing barefoot. However, there are certain health codes and safety issues at play in a restaurant. Legal stuff. You must wear some sort of foot protection. If not, you could get the restaurant in trouble and no more dancing. This is at least for dancing in the U.S. I commonly wear Hermes sandals, and once in a blue moon, these super extra non-sexy tan character shoes, both of which I purchased through Discount Dance Supply. You can see from the wonderful shape that the Hermes sandals are in that restaurant dancing is very dirty. And I'm notorious for finding hazardous materials such as broken glass on the floor. I even fell through the floor of a studio where the floorboards had rotted out. Oh my gosh, I hope you're okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was Anala <laughs> breaking in. Anyway, she continues. I've also known dancers to burn and rub their feet raw from hot outdoor stages and pavement. I wear the character shoes only when I need a more, quote, classy look of some of my more expensive costumes. I know they don't look very classy, but compared with the Hermes, heels appear more elegant on stage. If you buy a pair of heels for belly dance, make sure you practice in them. And I don't just mean once or twice with the song you're going to dance to, but all of the time. If you commonly practice bare or flat-footed, throw a pair of heels on Throwing a pair of heels on will completely alter your posture and balance. You may have weak ankles or bad knees, which might lead to, quote, duck butt. Shudder. Maybe you step on your skirt or veil with your heel. You most likely won't know it as opposed to feeling it under a pair of flat-soled shoes. You may wear blisters on your heels in the first 30 minutes of walking out of the house, etc., in the picture, I'm wearing them around the house for practice and blister resistance training. And she um, posted a link to some pictures of the shoes that she wears. So you guys should check that out. Note to me, edit all that out. <laughs> So I hope you all enjoyed this week's show and uh, you at least got some good laughs out of it. <laughs> and now it's time for the question of the week, which is, how do you learn your Zill patterns? Um, I know for some people, they, um, they just come up with some kind of numbering sequence that they do where they just think right, left, right, right, left, right, left, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I'll go ahead and tell you, for me, a lot of times, I have to think of phrases and how to say a phrase. Um, like for a triplet pattern, which is right, left, right, left, right, left, you know, 
I think I either think triple it, you know, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, or I think pineapple, 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 because those were things that I was taught in high school percussion. Um, I know some of the other girls in my troop think worship me, worship me, worship me, worship me, worship me, uh, which they got from like a Dolphina video or something like that. So I was just curious as to how the rest of you guys learn your Zill patterns. So send in your answers to shimmycast at gmail.com or get yourself signed up for the contest by answering the question on the forum board, which you can find at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the second music pick of the week. This song is Rocks Anar, which means fire dance, and it's from the album Arabesque 2, Fire Belly Dance by Arabesque, and I found it on Iota Prominent. I hope you all enjoy, and until next time, this is Anala Ribari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.